buyer strategy session. That's right, we use strategy session as opposed to a buyer's consultation. The reason why is because a consultation, well, everybody does a consultation for those who do these appointments uh, with buyers. We call it a strategy session because you need a strategy, right? It's a little bit different from actually consulting somebody and advising them. You're actually telling them, listen, uh, I'm not just going to educate and advise you. But we're going to start, we're going to strategize how we can be successful together in getting you into a house. So let's get into it. Number one is why even do a strategy session to begin with? You do it because it provides efficiency for both the agent and the actual client. You do it because you need to know that when you get in your car and you leave your family or you leave your personal life to do some work, you need to know that it's worth it, that this person is worth your time, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's, it's about our time. I know I appreciate my time. So I need to make sure that this prospect and I, this customer, this potential client and I are on the same page about the process, the process meaning our process and what we're going to lead them through. Because, hey, this is why they chose us, right? They chose us because we have a specific process and how we strategize and get them into the home that they need to be in. I need to make sure that this prospect, customer, forward slash client is committed to working with us. I need to make sure that this person and I are on the same page in what the expectations are from us as the real estate professionals in terms of communication, in terms of what method of communication. We need to understand each other if we're going to have success and if it's going to be a great experience for the both of us so that we all get what we want. So the consultation is to build rapport and to make the decision, is this the person that I want to get up early in the morning for and sacrifice my personal time for? And believe me, it's okay to say no sometimes. <laughs> it's okay to say no. And I would rather have you spend 45 minutes to an hour of your time over a cup of coffee on a strategy session do, to determine if this is the type of person you want to sacrifice your time for. It's much better than getting in your car, showing 20 houses, 15 houses, and then figuring out that this person was never serious to begin with. Or that this person never seen eye to eye with you when it comes to the way you go about your business. So, <clears throat> we start with the appointment. The strategy session. And however you acquire a client, whether it be that they came through uh, an ad campaign such as Facebook, PPC. Maybe they came through you through a 
Zillow type of platform, an Opsity, Ojo. They all come to us in a specific way. We all somehow get in communication with a specific person. And essentially your goal should always be to do a strategy session with this person. And it's okay if it's not done right away. Maybe you show a house, maybe you show two houses. But you essentially have to find a way to communicate to them the value of sitting down with you. And it's okay if somebody says no to you. It's okay if somebody says, I don't see value in sitting down with you. And the reason why it's okay is because you've just discovered if this person's worth your time. If this person's worth your time of leaving your family at home and losing memories with your kids or your loved ones. And you can respect that. And you can politely turn them down and move on to the next person. So, number one, make the appointment. Sit down with this person. Make sure that you follow through and confirm the appointment the day before or the day of. Because it's all about your time management, right? And secondly, you follow up with this person the day before because you are setting the impression to this person that you are on top of your game. They haven't spoken to you yet in person. They haven't seen your face. But in your actions, in your tonality of your voice, you're letting this person know, hey, I haven't forgotten about our appointment. Just like I'm not going to forget about other things that are super important to you and me when we're working together and we're under contract. So to set the tone of what it's going to look like to work with you. As a matter of fact, the earlier that you can do that, before they meet with you, the better. Because you're giving them a, an experience into your world, into your process. That's essentially going to be the reason why they work with you to begin with. You're going to have with you at the appointment a thorough questionnaire sheet. And in this questionnaire sheet, you're going to go through it every single detail because you need to make sure that you cover everything and to ensure that this person is the right person you want to work with. What may sound like boring questions are actually important questions. What they think of what they think of this session being as a am I gonna work with this agent after I'm done is more of a am I gonna want to work with this prospect when I'm done with this appointment. You're gonna discover a lot of things about this person. You're gonna discover a lot of things about their personality, their expectations. Imagine if they're a couple, you're going to figure out exactly where they're on the same page and when they're not on the same page. And because you're a great salesperson and because you have the ability to read people very well, you're going to know exactly how to bring these people together so that they can ultimately make a decision. 
when I sit down with somebody, here's a little keynote. I always tell people, hey, Mr. Customer, glad you were um, able to be here. Definitely a pleasure to meet you in person. Put a face with a name. I want to set the expectations about what this strategy session is going to be like and why we're doing this. I say that to people because I'm letting them know, hey, it's go time. This is my process. I'm going to lead the way. And I'm going to let you know what this appointment's all about. And you can expect that from me throughout this whole process. I'm going to lead the way so we get you to the promised land. Mr. Customer, what we're going to discuss today is these few topics. Because it's going to be important for us to go through this process now and plan well and process the information as opposed to us being out in the field fighting a house, being emotionally high about the next step and the next process for your family, and trying to absorb these this information while you have emotions mixed into it because of the excitement and the nervousness of making this decision. You see, Mr. Customer, I would rather, we would rather ask you a hundred questions now and show you the right 10 properties. We would rather do this because we can do the opposite. We can show you a hundred houses because we've only asked you 10 questions. Do you agree? Do you agree that in this market, houses are flying off the shelves very fast, right? I'm sure you've known that. I'm sure you've seen all the news articles. So it's very important that I'm diligent in asking you these questions because if I'm out there lollygagging, showing you other houses that may or may not be important to you just for the purpose of you having peace of mind that you've looked at enough houses... While we're looking at those houses, there's other people looking at the right houses that essentially could be your dream house, your house that you were looking for this whole time. We are very proficient in finding the right house because we do this type of strategy session. Are we on the same page about that? And that tells you a lot, right? That tells you, you're setting the expectation. You're saying, listen, um, we're not the type of agents that, uh, that drive around for no reason. We're the type of agents that we listen to what you're looking for. And we identify exactly what you're looking for. And we go to those places right away. Now, if you, this is not something that they're on the same page about, you may have to uh, second guess yourself or second question yourself and say, is this the type of person you want to work with? Now, there is an exception to this, right? You have a lot of first time home buyers that will have to go through a little bit of an experience before they get to that place. The question becomes, how much time do you have them go through that experience before 
it feels like you're just running around house shopping without making any decisions. You see, Mr. Client, the way I like to work and the way we like to work is we like to listen. We like to ask a lot of questions. We like to position you in different positions now in this strategy session to see what kind of reactions you're going to have. We want to challenge your brain right now versus when it becomes real. Does that make sense, Mr. Customer? Yes. Okay. So you go through the property information sheet and you take your time. Take your time asking the questions. When I ask these questions off the property sheet, there's very important questions in there such as, um, hey, I see you brought your wife. I noticed we don't have her information. I think it's going to be important for us to have her information so that she's getting some of these listings. Do you agree? Hey, um, who's going to be the primary person I'm speaking to most of the time? Right? And then we can say, hey, um, how often do you like to communicate? And what method of communication do you like? Would you rather have me call you? Is texting okay? How do you like to communicate? What's your expectations of me in terms of communication? Do you want me around at 9 o'clock p.m.? Do you need me to communicate with you at 8 in the morning? What are your expectations? And then you actually go into the details of the properties, right? How many bedrooms, bathrooms, pool? Do you need a fence? Do you not need a fence? And number one, this number one tip as you're going through these fields, remember, take your time. This isn't just, hey, let's fill out a worksheet. This is a fill out a worksheet, get to know the customer, and ask and dig deeper. When you see opportunities to dig deeper on a specific topic, you do so. Essentially, you're going to find out what part of that worksheet you want to spend your time on more often than others. Because this is where the relationship begins. This is where they can tell that you care. When you're digging deeper into specific areas of the worksheet. And that's super key. You finish the application. You'll find out that you've spent about 40 minutes. But guess what? It was a quality and healthy 40 minutes. And I promise you they'll appreciate you for doing so. If you need access to this document, we're going to go ahead and include a link if you don't have it. And now we're going to go talk about the next document. The next document is a very simple document. It's the top five must-haves. This is the part that after we've talked about the application and we talked about what kind of house they're looking for and their method of communication, this is the section where we say to the Mr. Customer, 
tell me exactly, out of everything that we've spoken about, what is the absolutely the most important thing for you guys that you have to have or it's a deal breaker? And sometimes they'll kind of look at each other in the process and they'll say, well, we absolutely need to have a pool. I'll say, okay. So let's stop for a second. I want to make sure that I'm listening correctly. If you have that three-car garage that we spoke about earlier that you really needed to have, and you have that beautiful open layout, open floor plan with the beautiful floors, you have absolutely everything on this checklist that you told me about earlier today, but the home doesn't have a pool. Is it safe to say that we shouldn't be looking at that house? And they look at each other and they say, uh, well, I mean, we would still look at it. Okay, okay. So it's not essentially a deal breaker, correct? Yeah, 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 correct. You see, what we're doing here is we're really challenging them and we're putting them in these circumstances and saying, listen, I'd like to do a great job and I don't want to assume that the perfect house that I see that doesn't have a pool, that I shouldn't be letting you know about it. And you continue going through this process with them and you say, is there anything else that's a deal breaker? And they do the same thing. They'll maybe bring up another thing and you run through that same scenario. Okay, Mr. Uh, Client. Uh, So you tell me that you want wood floors. So let's go through this process again. Off on the three-car garage, open floor plan. It has a pool, beautiful neighborhood, but it's carpet. We shouldn't be looking at that house. And they'll sit there and think for a little second, and they'll say, well, I guess we could always change the floors. Okay, okay, that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to make sure you were thinking the same thing. You see? Now you know their level of thinking. And now they know that you're a super thorough person and you're very efficient. So when you say that um, I like to ask 100 questions and only show you 10 houses, the the right 10 houses, now they can see that you mean business. Let's go on to the third sheet. The third sheet is the ABC worksheet. And what we're doing here is we're telling the client, hey, this sheet here um, is for us to know how often do you want us to communicate with you? You see, we deal with a lot of families, a lot of people, some are investors. Um, everyone has a different timeline as to when they want to be in a house. And most of the time, you know, people who are looking to make a move in the next 90 days, we consider them A buyers. And what that means, Mr. Klein, is, is that this person is expecting us to speak with them once every two days at the minimum. Right? These are the people that are getting our attention because we are on the same page, that it's an urgent situation for them and they need to be in their place. A B client, Mr. Client, is someone who has some time. They're looking to get prepared um, and they don't need to move in the next. 90 days, but they probably have to make a move in the next six to eight months. This is a type of person that we might check in with them like once every seven days or maybe once every 10 days, 
right? We're slowly moving them through the motions until they are ready to really get out there and start looking. And then a seed buyer, Mr. Client, is someone kind of like an investor. These are folks that really don't have a hard motivation or a high motivation to want to, they don't have like a time, I apologize. They do have motivation, but they just, their timeline is super flexible. And a lot of times a C buyer, Mr. Klein is like an R investor. These are the guys that, the people who are looking for a great deal. And, um, you know, if they see it, they'll go for it. If not, that's okay too. Their life doesn't change because of it. So now that I've talked to you about these three different letters and what they mean to us, which one would you say you fall under? And you'll be surprised that a lot of people might say to you, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a lease. I got six, seven months. I mean, I'll, you know, if I see something, I'll make a move on it. I'll break my lease. Oh, gotcha. So you're like a B plus type of client, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, that means that we should be talking pretty consistently. Maybe not aggressively, but consistently. But if you feel like we need to level up in our efforts and communication, just let me know and I'll be more than happy to do so. Does that sound good? Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to check this right here. If you can sign this document at the bottom, please. Now you've both came into an agreement about their timeline and what their expectations are in terms of communication from you to them and them to you. This, my friends, is the importance of a strategy session. As you can see, the level of relationship that can occur if you do these strategy sessions, and I promise you, they will appreciate you for it. Now I'm going to give you an extra tips as we kind of wrap up this session. There's an additional document that you can include in this session. You can use the, um, in Florida, it's the exclusive buyer broker agreement. You can use just a custom document that you might have created. And in this document, what you're saying to them is, hey, this document, now that we're getting to the end of our session, Mr. Customer, this document uh, basically says to you that we're going to work together and that we're going to do everything in our power to help you out. This is not us essentially getting married. This is us committing to each other, to working together. And this is where you can have them sign the buyer broker agreement, right? It doesn't mean a whole lot, but what you're doing is you're helping, you're letting them know, you're acknowledging that like, hey, I don't want you talking to anybody else because when I go to work, I go to work for you. This is you saying, yeah, I want you to help us. You're the person that we want you to lead us the way. Because we like everything that we've heard so far. This is also the place where can you can communicate to them that you charge a transaction fee to helping them out. In our team at the time of this audio, where we charge $4.99 to every buyer, with the exception if they're going to be a first-time home buyer using the down payment assistance program, or if they're a if they're a military buyer. We'll say to them, listen, um, so this is our commitment. You're committing to us, and you can see that we're very thorough in what we do. 
we have a whole team really kind of, you're kind of pretty much hiring a whole team here, right? And I, this is the part where I also make an introduction to my team members, however you run the operations of your team. And you let them know that essentially at some point, these people might come into play and be guiding them as well for the purpose of protecting them through this process. And what happens is that this is the time where we say, I want you to know that we do have a team transaction fee. We do not charge it at any point during the course of this process. You will never owe it unless we successfully get you to closing. If we successfully get you to closing, there will be an itemized section where it says $4.99 transaction fee. However, if we're not successful getting you there, you never pay this. And then that's it. And then you, let them, you make them sign it. And what you're doing is you're collecting this transaction fee to offset the expense of your staff, transaction coordinator, and assistant. Right? And that's what it's about, my friends. The strategy session is super important, as you can tell. We're going to end the audio session here. Uh, this is part one of the buyer consultation or the buyer strategy session. And be on the lookout for part two, where we discuss the second part of this appointment, which is discussing the actual process of what happens when you go under contract. Very important to talk about this so that they understand what happens when you go under contract. And this is where you can really shine, my friends. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Obviously, any support you guys can show with the likes and the loves and the comments. Super appreciative. We're doing this for additional training, not just for our personal team, but for anyone else that might need to get some of this training that they're maybe not getting from anywhere else. If you have questions, let us know. We'll talk to you soon. And thanks for chiming in. Bye-bye. All right, so now we're going to get into the second part of the appointment, and this is us covering the topic of what happens when it goes uh, when the property goes under contract. In the first section, we talked a lot about talking to a potential buyer prospect, uh, explaining to you guys the importance of actually doing it to begin with, because not many real estate agents do, which is a little bit disappointing, but... Uh, almost a win-win for you if you are going to do them because you've already separated yourself from a whole pack of real estate agents. And we also spoke about going over a questionnaire sheet for a buyer and digging deeper into each field so that you can enhance the quality of your conversation and that experience for the buyer prospect. In addition, we also talked about the importance of laying out the expectations of your communication, your service, and making a decision if this is the person you're going to want to commit to working with and vice versa. In the second part of the appointment, you could talk about what happens when a property goes under contract. And we're covering the topics such as the deposit, the appraisal, the home inspection, which is actually 
before the appraisal, uh, the survey. We're talking about these things. And each time that you do this session, you may find yourself starting out talking about some of the basic stuff. But then what you're going to discover as you continue doing these strategy sessions with buyers and you get into the topic of what happens when you do go under contract, you're going to find yourself digging deeper and deeper in each one of these topics because your experience and your knowledge will continue to grow. And when you're talking about these different topics, what you're going to find yourself doing is actually doing some storytelling. You're going to talk to people about some experiences you have with your past clients. And as we all know, everybody loves storytelling, especially when it's a real story. Because people can relate to stories. And that's your job, right? Is to actually storytell while you're giving knowledge about a process of buying a house. And now I want to kind of explain to you essentially what I do. For some odd reason, I have this unusual habit of not having anything formatted that I use time and time again with all my appointments. I have a habit of grabbing a blank piece of paper and doing the following. And you can do this however you want to do it. You can have something already written up for yourself. But the main thing is to deliver the information, dig deep, and do some storytelling. I grab a blank piece of paper on the top of the page. I'll write there um, what happens after you go under contract. And then what I'll do is I'll go to the far left of the paper. And I'll write there from top to bottom, deposit, home inspection, appraisal, survey, and then closing costs. And now I'm writing this list from top to bottom and I'm making sure that there's enough space between each item. And then what I do is I go to the far right of each item or the far right of the page. And I will write two different things. I'll write resell homes and brand new homes. I'll write that at the very top near the deposit section, but only to the far right of the page. And so you'll have on the left side resell and on the right side new construction. I'll run a line through the middle of both to the far right of the page. And what I do is I, when I start talking about the deposit, I talk about what the experience looks like on a resale property when, you, when it's time to do the deposit and what it looks like in a new home construction process when it comes to the deposit. I talk about, I emphasize timing, deadlines, the expectation in dollar amounts of both. And then I'll move on to the home inspection. And I will talk about both the good and the bad and the expectations and the deadlines. Then I move on to the appraisal, the survey, 
and the closing costs because it has to do with money. And I dig deep into each one of these topics. Again, when you first start out, if you're a brand new agent or starting out, you may highlight a little bit of the basics of it, which is fine. It's okay. The idea here is that you're doing the presentation because remember, you've already separated yourself from a whole lot of other realtors who are not doing this. And as you continue going through your career, you're going to continue digging deeper and getting into more detail of each one of these items. And the idea here is to educate people about what it looks like in both experiences, resale and new home construction. And you're telling people that, hey, I want you to be prepared with this information before we go out there because the idea here is to minimize risk, right? That's why you're hiring me is to help you forecast how to minimize risk in both of these scenarios. And when it's all said and done, in my experience, a lot of my buyers always say to me, Jose, you're telling me that buying new is the way to go. And I said, well, um, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> right? So they've already discovered in their head that new homes is the way to go. Again, this may vary, but for the most part, in my market in Tampa, that's what it looks like. I'll sell them both, but it's good for them to know that New homes is an option for them, and they can see the benefits. And then I always follow up with that comment, and I'll say, listen, um, so here's what it is. New homes is a good way to go. However, I want you to be able to discover both and experience both. And maybe after the first day of showings, we'll spend a lot of time together looking at different properties. We'll look at resale, and then we'll look at new homes at the end of the day. And if you've discovered that new homes is the way to go, then we'll only look at new from here on out. You see, I don't like to take people's experiences away, even though sometimes I know that buying new is the way to go for most of them. I like, them, I like to make sure that they feel in control. I like to make sure that I'm the provider of the information, but I'm not making the decision for them. I'm just leading them to the decision. So, when you are taking into consideration the topics of the buyer's questionnaire and the second part of the appointment, which is talking about the process of what happens when you go under contract, you have now given this potential prospect a wealth of knowledge. You've given them an insight on what it's going to look like to work with you. You're giving them the ability to know that they can trust you. And that's exactly what they're looking for. Because even though they only retain a small percentage of this information, they know they can lean on you to repeat the information when the time comes. And they know that they can trust you with that delivery of information. And that's what it's about. And now you have gotten to a place with the prospect that you can ask for their commitment. You can ask them to sign an exclusive buyer broker agreement 
or a form that entails of the relationship and maybe a transaction fee that may be charged to the buyer. Now you've given them value. And now, if you've done a great job in the delivery of the information, now you have a client. This person has turned from a customer, a prospect, into a client. This person is there for you to lose. And that's what it's about, my friends. It's about the delivery of information so that people know that they can trust you and lean on you. And so that they can eventually say yes to having them become your client. The more you do this, the better you'll get and the more business you'll have. And you'll find yourself not being a door opener, but being an advisor. You'll find yourself not spinning your wheels, opening doors to houses with people who are not ready to commit with people who want to commit and are ready to go through the process with you. An extra bonus tip. If you are able to obtain the wealth of knowledge to explain to people a little bit about financing and a little bit about our credit, and just touch on the basics and let them know that you are not the expert or the master, whether you are or whether you're not. If you are able to touch on the basics of this stuff and educate people in a proper way, you've just added a whole wealth of knowledge to yourself and to the people. And they're going to appreciate you that if you can incorporate those things into the appointment. My friends, you have just become the go-to person for their friends and their family. So take this advice, and if you guys have questions, please let me know. And if you did enjoy the episode, as always and as usual, we always support all the love. And if not, we appreciated you listening to begin with. We'll talk to you soon, and have a good day. Oh, I wish I could do a video of this topic today, but I'm going to settle for the podcast. We sometimes we get excited about having a bunch of buyers and sellers that are ready to go. But one thing that we sometimes don't think about is the amount of energy it takes from us. Now, some of us are kind of familiar with this and we know how to manage it correctly. The idea here is being prepared mentally and physically. I have a showing partner in our team. We operate as a showing partner model. Um, really helps out the showing partner get into the business, maintain a salary as they develop their skills by learning from someone that's been in the business for a long time. The showing partner is about six to seven months in. Let's see here, September, October, November, December, four, five, six. It's about five and a half to six months in. Very familiar. They've done some showings. However, we're getting into a season now where things are really ramping up.
And we knew that it was right around the corner. We knew it was coming. And it's here. This particular person has 10 qualified buyers with some on the way in the next few weeks. And so today, I took the time to meet with this person. And I talked about preparation. Because when you have this good problem of having a lot of people to show houses to, you also have to be mindful that not everything's going to work out the way you want it to. That you're going to find yourself driving all over town with all these different buyers, going from one appointment to the next on the same day. And it can take a lot out of you. It can overwhelm you. Imagine showing morning and afternoon on a Saturday only to have to get prepared for a third different client the following day. Now, a situation like that, typically the way I would handle it is I would have coordinated already a plan of showings for both Saturday and Sunday as opposed to waiting till Saturday to come around and preparing for Sunday showings, right? Because you just, lo- by the time you get home on Saturday, you you don't have any energy. You go through the motions of coordinating the showings for Sunday, but you don't do it as efficiently. And so I took the time this morning to talk to my business partner. And we talked about being prepared, being aware, organizing, getting the head of the schedule before it catches up to you. See, the better prepared you are for these people, the more homework you do on finding the right properties, finding the right mortgage payments, it's going to help you conserve your energy. And what I want to talk about here today is I want to talk about this particular circumstances on some of the things that you can do to be efficient when you're in a situation like this. Number one, a buyer's strategy session, in other words, known as a buyer's consultation. We talked about this in a previous podcast. And the buyer's consultation or what we call a strategy session is extremely important to the process. And the reason why it's important to the process when we're talking about conserving your energy is because you're becoming very efficient and setting the expectations to the consumer about the reality of the market and how and what to expect. The idea here is that you ask 100 questions and show only 10 houses versus only asking 10 questions and showing 100 houses, which can completely just overwhelm you, right? So that's the number one thing, right, is really to sit down with your buyer, communicate, prepare about what it's going to look like when you do get out to show houses so that when you do get up and you do have that time, that particular day that you guys come in agreement with, they already know that they're not looking at 20 houses. They're going to be looking at five, six houses, but they're all the right houses. 
according to what they're looking for, according to what their payments, what they want their payments to be, right? And that's being efficient. Because if you have a second buyer to show that same day, they have an understanding on the, on the way you operate. They know the game plan. So instead of you showing 20 houses in one day, you're showing 10 to 12 houses that day. Does that make sense? You see, preparing ahead of time saves you a lot of energy. But if you're not efficient, you can easily burn yourself out. And I'm not in this business to just spin my wheels only to make an offer and I get it accepted. If I spin my wheels, I'm going to spin it correctly, intelligently, efficiently, and then make the offer. So you can get ahead of the game by doing a consultation with your buyer. Number two, Get an understanding of your buyer's schedule. We have a buyer that is a manager at a restaurant. And they came to us after working with a previous agent. That agent was not prepared and was not taking initiative to coordinate and plan for this buyer. The buyer, in her words, told me, that they felt like they were doing more than the agent. And they weren't sure if that's what it's supposed to be like, but they just didn't feel right about that. So, knowing this, I made I emphasized the fact to communi- overly communicate with her and let her know that we take the initiative to plan, coordinate, and communicate. And one of the things I said to her, I asked her, By any chance, when do you receive your new schedule so that we know what days you have off the following week or even two weeks? Because those particular days, we want to block our schedule to make sure that we know that time is reserved for you. And thankfully, in the showing partner model, we are able to communicate to her that we will always have somebody available to her because we're not a one man show. So get an understanding of your buyer's schedule. Understand what people are available during the week and what people are available on the weekends. If you have three buyers who typically want to go see houses on the weekends, that's pretty much your whole weekend. If you think about it, right? You might get half a day to celebrate or take time by to yourself or with your family. So you need to really balance out what's on your plate for Saturdays and Sundays and one of your which one of your buyers has the flexibility and the ability to see houses during the week so I wanted to share that with you guys that haven't qualified buyers or even qualified sellers but mostly buyers because they tend to be a little bit more work it's a good problem but you also need to be able to examine What is it going to do to your energy and your time? Are you going to lose customer service because you you failed to not plan properly? Don't do that to yourself. As great as it is to make money, it's also just as great to have a balance 
in life and keep your sanity. All right, guys, I hope this session helped you out. Just wanted to share this with you guys. If you guys have any questions, let me know.